Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Way too early running back rankings for 23. Next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Adam Azer. And you heard me talk about my top five quarterbacks for 2023 on yesterday's episode. Today, Adam and I are going to go through the, we'll, we'll see how many of the running backs we get through. And the way I want to do this, Adam, is we've all put together our top 12s for every position this week. And I'm going to just go through my top 12 running backs. You just stop me when you get to a player that you disagree with the order. All right. I want to see how many we can get to. Not, not many. Go ahead. Number one, Austin Eckler. Nope. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's number two for me. I think you can put those two in any order. So we're not going to count that as a disagreement. Okay. I can go with either one of those guys. There's no wrong call. Although it's going to be interesting to see where those two land in the overall rankings for everyone. So that, that'll be something we talk about as the offseason goes on. But let's get to number three where. I feel like you're probably going to disagree with this one, but I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor last year's number one consensus running back. And you don't agree. Keep going. I agree. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. That was one of the ones that I, I thought there was going to be some disagreement, but okay. Number four, Saquon Barkley. Keep going. Number five, Josh Jacobs. No, no. I put Joe Mixon here. Jacobs is one I had trouble with because um, I don't know where he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uncertainty. Yeah, his role in the passing game was really in flux throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And when Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller got healthy, it was it just wasn't the same. So I don't think I don't expect the same thing there. Plus, it's just he's he was so much better this year than he was the previous two years. Mm-hmm. So um I, I'm a little bit lower. So I have mix it and I hate mixing it five, by the way. <laughs> uh just a really inefficient season in a year where he should yeah. have been a much, much better rusher. But it was it was a lot one through four was fairly easy for me, and five was when it got tough. Everything was set up for Joe Mixon to have a monster season, and he just wasn't good. He had the third most touches, I believe, inside of the 10-yard line and ended up with six touchdowns on, I think, 32 touches from inside of the 10. It's just wild how inefficient yeah, he was. That could get better, right? I mean, the touchdowns yeah. get better. The yards per carry really was was concerning, and the lack of explosive plays and just everything was set up so perfectly for him. So uh, I, do, I do think, you know, as long as he keeps that role, he's going to be really steady. That's why I put yeah. him at five. Yeah, he's number eight for me. I think steady is the right way to go, but I don't know if he's like as good of a player as a lot of the other players in this range. And number six for me, Derrick Henry, who I think, you know, after the scary foot injury in 2021, no concerns really this year. I don't even really think his absence in week 17 was all that concerning in terms of the injury. I think it was probably just a rest thing, but he did turn 29 yesterday. So that's the one concern, the workload does feel a little bit like a ticking time bomb. Number seven, I know we disagree on. I have Brees Hall, but I know you have Brees Hall a little bit lower. Yeah, he'd be much higher. Uh, but not only, I think he had two injuries in that knee, including, you know, one mm-hmm. in addition to the ACL. So I'm just trying to learn my lesson from this year. It was way too high on Chris Godwin. It took too long for that to pay off. Um, trying to be a little bit patient with these guys. I have Travis Etienne at seven. 
But this next group is, you know, really interchangeable. ETN, I would love to see them expand his role in the passing game, but he was mm-hmm. good for two or three catches just about every week. I think he's tremendously talented. I love the offense. Um, I think the arrow is pointing up there, so uh, I went with him. Yeah, I don't have Travis Etienne in my top 12, but I also think starting at 7, there's probably 10 or 12 running backs that you could rank in pretty much any order. I have Joe Mixon 8. Who do you have at 8? I have Ken Walker 8. I think that's perfectly fine. He also didn't make my top 12, but him and Travis Etienne were like 12A, 12B, 12C, whatever you want to order it. Dalvin Cook, number 9 for me. Did he make your top 12? No, he's probably 12A, 12B. You know, he's right. I I have uh, Josh Jacobs ninth. Um, So no, not on Dalvin Cook. It just, the touches went down. They become a, Mm -hmm. they became a passing team. I think he's right around RB 10 to 12 this year. And it just seems like things are getting and going in the wrong direction. So I try to stay young at the back of my top 12. Not quite uh, Joe Mixon-esque because at least Dalvin Cook did have some very big plays, but only six touchdowns inside of the twenty yard or inside the ten yard line on twenty four touches, very inefficient there. But that could be a, a sign that things will be better next season. I've got Nick Chubb as RB ten, and I feel like he's just like the default RB ten. He's like the perfect low end RB one. He's not someone I necessarily want to draft all that much, but you're always happy that he's on your team, right? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, he's going to be right around RB9 per game for the third straight year, Mm -hmm. maybe fourth straight year, so I get it. He doesn't have top five upside in PPR. This is a PPR ranking, so I didn't have him in my top 12. I have DeAndre Swift at uh, at 10. He's right in that conversation as well. Yeah, he's so good. And At the end of the year, I hope we get a reasoning for why his workload was so low. If he just was never fully healthy, then I'm going to feel confident with that. If it's going to always be this way, he won't even come close to my top 12. All right, let's hit the last two. And I kind of went with upside and, and you know, a little bit of speculation here. I went with Tony Pollard at 11, Ramondre Stevenson at 12. But those two guys, there's a lot of moving parts. Tony Pollard is a free agent. Ramondre Stevenson, I assume the Patriots are going to have a completely different offense next season, and that could include Damian Harris, who's a free agent, being gone. So I think both of those guys definitely have top 12 upside. Who'd you go with the ground at your top 12? Uh, the ACL guys, uh, Brees Hall and Javante Williams. Um, and I don't think anybody's going to be high on Javante Williams, but I, I still like him. Now, Pollard, Pollard has a chance to be third. I would yeah. say there's a scenario if if he is the only if he is the guy they bring back in Dallas, and there's no major competition, he'd be third for me. Yeah, or if he goes somewhere like Las Vegas, where you know he's going to get a ton of touches. You know, there's definitely a lot of room there for God, for uh, Tony Pollard to end up as you know the consensus RB three or four. So it's going to be really fascinating. And and like I said, there were probably three or four names that we didn't even mention who you could very easily plug into the end of the top 12. It's going to be really fascinating to see how the top 12 at running back shakes out in the rest of the position. We'll have a lot to say about that for the rest of the offseason. For Adam Azer, I'm Chris Towers. We'll see you next time. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.